We are joined right now by the head football coach at Oregon State. He is in his sixth season at his alma mater. He has guided the Beavers to consecutive bowl games. They won 10 games last year. Oregon State coming off a win over Colorado, 26-19. That moves them to 7-2 and overall. They're 4-2 and in conference play. They move up four spots to number 12 in this week's AP poll. They host Stanford on Saturday. We are joined by Oregon State head coach Jonathan Smith. Jonathan, great to have you back. How are you? Yeah, doing great. Always good to catch up with you. You too. Great to catch up with you too, Coach. Let me ask you first about Colorado. You beat them. They they were game, right? They came back. They fought. You finished them off, though. What were your biggest takeaways from that win? And overall, how do you feel about the way your team is playing right now? You know, you always feel good. You got to find a way to win on the road. And these things are four-quarter games now. And we came out, played really well first three quarters, kind of handled things, and then give credit to Colorado. Those guys didn't back down a down an inch, played really well in the fourth quarter, make it a lot tighter. Um, but our guys did, found a way to finish, had the ball at the end to kind of run the clock out. And so felt good about that. And these, that's how these games are going to be, especially in November, especially in this conference currently. You got to be able to play for four quarters, find a way to get it done. And we did. Jonathan Smith joining us. I mentioned you're 7-2. and two. What is significant about that is you're 7-2 and two for the first time since 2012. And in an era of college football where virtually everybody is lighting up the scoreboard, your defense was once again dominant Saturday. You had three sacks. You had a pair of forced fumbles. You held Colorado to negative seven yards rushing. I know you'll preach the team concept, and you do have great balance, but how pleased are you with what you're getting from that side of the ball defensively? Yeah, defensively, that was a great performance because that's a good offense. In Colorado, they spread you out. Quarterback's a really good player. Um, I thought we tackled well in space, and you're going to need to do that against these offenses that we play. So on that defensive side, it starts up front affecting the passer. We got that done. We covered and tackled well, and we're going to need to keep doing it. Jonathan Smith is joining us. Speaking of passers, I think on the flip side of that, you know the quarterback position as well as anybody. You were a four-year starter, in fact, for the Beavers. Talk about DJ for a minute. What has he brought to your team and the program since transferring in from Clemson? Yeah, DJ's been, uh, he's done a ton. Uh, One, just culturally, he came over here as a great teammate. He's not trying to be the face of the program from day one. He just went to work, uh, learning a new scheme, um, and then leading this group. He's gotten us in the right place. He's being accurate with the ball. I think his decision-making, I think he's sitting at like 18 to 4 touchdown to interception ratio, pushing the ball down the field because we we feel like we got a good run game that we needed to be able to push the field ball down the field, and he's been able to do it. So we really like having him in the program, uh, being our quarterback, and obviously counting on him to play big time here this this next few games. You know what? Actually, I'm going to ask you about the run game in a minute, but you're right. That is the ratio. He does have 18 touchdowns. He's got four picks. I understand that his work there clearly is not done, but how do you think that he projects on the next level? NFL. Yeah, I think he projects really well. I mean, this guy just physically can make all the throws. He works really hard. He understands concepts, recognizes coverage, um, stands in the pocket. He's not shy to stand in there, keep his eyes down the field, work through a progression, all that, all those things he's going to be asked to do at the, the next level. So I think he's got a great shot to have a long career at that stage. Oregon State head coach Jonathan Smith is our guest. I mentioned the running game. So as well as DJ is playing, you know, it's not at the expense of the running game. In fact, quite the contrary, you've got about five yards per pop on average behind Damian Martinez. What's it mean to the offense that Martinez has built on what he achieved last year when he was named the Pac-12's Offensive Freshman of the Year? Yeah, it's a it's a nice step. I mean, we do want to make things physical. It starts up front. I think we've got a good offensive line. Those guys... Uh, been been around, we got some great experience, 
Uh, and then schematically, I, I'm a believer in making things physical, running the ball, and Damian, he's got some help. Deshaun Finwick and sharing that load of carries has allowed those guys to be healthy throughout this year, and we're going to need it coming, uh, coming these next few weeks. All right, so I think the key phrase there is the next few weeks. I mean, it starts with Stanford. That's your next game, and that's the important one. The next one is always the biggest one. But when we talk about the next few weeks, you've got Stanford, and I know you don't want them looking beyond Stanford, but beyond Stanford, you've got a couple of teams in the top six in Washington and Oregon. So what are you telling your guys about the opportunities and the challenges that await them in the next few weeks? Yeah, you you know the approach. We got to do it one one game at a time, and our complete focus is on that. We do talk about each time you're able to win late in the year, like like we did last week. It just adds momentum, makes games bigger. And yeah, we can only play one game at a time. We're looking forward to this one getting back at home at our place. We got back to back home games that we played really well at home. We're gonna have to continue to do it, but the complete focus is is one week at a time. Hey, Jonathan, this is part of the conversation where I ask you a question that you don't want me to ask you that I have to ask everybody. I did Lance Leipold. I did Mike Elko and others who are in a similar situation. You've had success. I mean, you've done a heck of a job at Corvallis. I know you love it there. I know they love you there. But your name has been linked to some other high-profile coaching openings. What kind of conversations have you had internally with your players and staff when inevitably they see your name pop up on social media? Yeah, we haven't talked about me specifically as a team or anything. I did ask these guys to start the season to be locked in on the next four months. And a lot of that conversation was based off of, you know, the uncertainty of the conference realignment and what's happening and Pac-12, turn Pac-2, all of this. So the approach has been to lock in on these four months. We're getting toward the, our, our fourth month of it. Um, I do think it's a compliment to the program when you got success taking place that, you know, my name gets out there, but opportunities for other coaches on our staff. We got a big time staff and guys that are ready to be head coaches or ready to be coordinators. So we win as a team and some a lot of the credit comes to everybody on the team. Now, let me ask you, I think that, you know, with you and the staff, obviously, you guys have a little more experience, a little more wisdom, a little bit older, so you understand how that goes. But we are talking about young athletes, right? It can't be easy, and especially with all that noise, the fact that you're playing as well as you are right now, they got that message. They clearly are very good at compartmentalizing. So when you ask them, just lock in for four months. You can't control certain things. Lock in for four months. Have they been locked in, or occasionally will somebody come to you and say, hey, coach, listen, this is really hard, all right? I don't know about the conference i don't know about you i don't know about me do i hit the portal i mean do they come to you and have those conversations yeah we've had a few of that no question i mean i think it's gone from when it this all went down in august it was on the forefront of their mind right a lot of questions a lot of uncertainty it was unsettling i think as we got into the season those it's moved to the back of their mind but it's still there so yeah we've had a few conversations you know and in some ways every program across the country when you get to the end of the end of the season, everyone's going to reevaluate now. Just like you mentioned, you got the portal. There's other opportunities out there, not just in regards to Oregon State. I think every every player playing college football has the opportunity to reevaluate come December and either stick or, or take a chance to leap. I appreciate that. So leave me with this thought. Like your players, collectively, everybody's going to have their why. They're going to play for a certain reason. What are these guys playing for specifically? Like, are they playing for each other? Are they playing for the program? Are they playing with a chip on their shoulder because you were the one program in Washington State that was kind of left behind and you're playing so well? Like, what is driving these guys right now collectively? I think it's for each other. I really do. I think our, our culture around here, the relationships, these guys enjoy being around each other, working together, winning together, losing together. And so it's all been about each other throughout the year. We've tried to establish that culturally over the last few years and got it, I think, in a really good place. 
Again, this thing means a ton to them. Uh, we play pretty hard. We, you know, when you, you've got it going like that, it's always because you're playing for each other. I think it's incredible the way you guys are playing, given everything that's going on. So leave me with this thought. If these guys like playing alongside each other as much as they do, how much do you like coaching a group like that? Oh, it's a blast. It really is because you're not really coaching effort. These guys buy in the work, they're studying, they're practicing well together, competing during the games. I, I enjoy it. We got an older team. We got a lot of guys who've been around here for a while. I think we're going on 25 guys that already have graduated, that have been here for four or five years. So deep rooted relationships makes it all, all that much better. Hey, Jonathan, really quickly, how much easier does that make your job if you do not have to coach effort? Oh yeah, it's it's a, a required, but my job is way easier. There's no question. If effort is there, we can deal with uh, coaching some missed assignment there or lack of a uh, execution. But if the effort's not there, that's a huge problem. We don't got that. I know you don't. I actually love this program. Oregon State beating Colorado 26-19. They are now 7-2. and two. They move up a couple of spots. They're number 12 overall. He is the head coach there. Jonathan, I appreciate you making time for this show once again. Great to have you on. Good luck this weekend. Okay, thanks, Jim. Appreciate you, Coach. Jonathan Smith. Uh, again, when you look at Oregon State and all the uncertainty, the fact that they are locked, compartmentalized, and playing as well as they are week to week, I think it's such a tribute to him, his staff, the players, and the entire culture they built there. Great, great story. Jonathan Smith, and, and by the way, hell of a coach. Really good coach.